Thank you, Garth. Well, good morning, church. It's so great to be together, isn't it? It's wonderful. Um, well, in a moment, I'm going to be joined by some great friends, and we're going to have a kind of conversation on these lovely purple chairs about prayer. Uh, and I'm excited about that, and it will probably, probably be particularly serving more the adult population. But before we do that, I first of all want to say, on behalf of, I guess, every adult here, to the Generate Kids and the Radiate Teenagers who are in the room this morning, I, actually, we mean this with all sincerity, we love you so much. Can we say amen if you're an adult? Because... It's really important our kids, my kids alone, grow up knowing this is their church. Amen? It's their church as much as us with gray hair, okay? It's your, we're so pleased you're here. You are, Jesus was really into kids. He was always like, those adults get it wrong all the time. Listen to the kids. They understand the kingdom of God. So we are honored that you're with us today. Uh, Emily is going to come up and uh, help the kids, particularly with the worksheet. As she does that... Can we honor Emily, our kids worker? Emily has been serving our kids for not one, not two, not three, but seven years. Is that right, Emily? Seven years. She doesn't even know. I've been around the block a long time, and I tell you, kids workers burn out quick in most churches. We are honored to have someone like Emily Plumley. Emily, thank you for all you do. You're amazing. Let's honor her again. Lovely. Uh, King's Kids. I, can't, I, can't, I can see three here. I can't see any more. Where are you? Oh, there's some there. Brilliant. Lovely. Right. We've got for you a prayer sheet. So in a minute, there's going to be some, some people who will come and sit up here that are going to talk about prayer. Now, you guys, are, we're in the middle of our prayer, si prayer month as a church, but then after we finish that, Generate, we're going to continue to learn about prayer, what it is to have a relationship with, with God, how to talk to him, how to hear him, how to catch what he's saying. So we're in here today so that we can learn from some of the grown-ups, their experiences, and some of the youth as well, and how they pray, how they hear God, and what amazing things he's done in their lives. So there are questions on here for you to fill out. There's also a great big box for you to draw every single person that is going to sit up here. And it, you go and show them your pictures at the end because they'll love that. Um, also on the back is the Lord's Prayer, which in a little while is going to be read to us by Evie. So you can follow along with that on the back. Also, you might have noticed on some chairs there are these packets or envelopes. I saved some for you kids. If you don't have one, come and get one of those as well. So there are pens sheets, packs, and at the end, there'll be sweets. So I think that's all of it. Josie's trying to kill me with a bag. Well, I'm now going to be joined by some very wonderful friends uh, who are going to have, uh, we're going to have a bit of a panel discussion about prayer. So can you put your hands together and welcome Josie Shaw, my wonderful wife, Dan and Jenny Genders, Steve and Angela Twiggs, and Ella, I believe as well, is joining us. It doesn't matter where you sit. We've got lots of microphones. Do you want to grab that one for this end? There we go. Make sure it's on. Got a silver one there. Come, come. Join us. I think, oh, come on, Ella. Next to me. See at the back there. Well... 
as has been mentioned, we are about two-thirds of the way through um, a month of prayer and a preaching series on prayer. Has it been helpful? Give me a thumbs up. Yeah, I think it's been brilliant. Uh, Goff has preached on praying, particularly in, in view of the Holy Spirit and His empowerment. Marcus absolutely killed it last week. He's preaching on the Lord's Prayer, that we come to a Father. And today we thought, my goodness, there's lots of you. Uh, today we thought we would have something of a discussion, kind of conversation, rather than just one person speaking. And, um, you know, I think if you've been a Christian or even vaguely connected with Christianity for even a short period of time, I'm sure you would agree, and uh, you don't need me to tell you, that prayer is important. It's true, isn't it? It's, you read the Scriptures, you read the last 2,000 years of church history, it's pretty obvious to say that prayer is, is very, very important. And if you were to Google kind of quotes on prayer, you would find literally millions. E.M. Bounds, for example. You know E.M. Bounds? He's a great, great well, he was a great man. Uh, he says, our prayers need to be pressed and proved with an energy that never tires, a persistency that will not be denied, and a courage that never fails. Can I have a hallelujah? It's true. And we live in that kind of uh, oxygen as a church. You, you've probably picked up. Um, we believe with faith that prayer is the most powerful weapon that God has ever given us. Uh, you know, Jesus didn't do a, a master class on how to preach, but he did on prayer, okay? He really, really is bothered about it. We know that, and we live with this sense that we must be a praying people. But if we are honest, or maybe it's just me, alongside that kind of, you know, high view of prayer, most of us, if we're honest, have a bit of a tension. Because I think most of us, if not all of us, also struggle with prayer, in certain ways at least. In fact, I think it says, doesn't it, Goff, somewhere, you don't know how to pray. Isn't that what Paul says, I think, in Romans? So Paul's pretty blunt. You, you don't actually know how to do this thing that's incredibly important that you do. And, uh, you know, when you think about prayer, some of us will find, for example, praying out loud very easily, very easy, but praying silently very hard. Some of us are the opposite. We find it much easier to pray silently and hard to pray out loud. Some of us find praying in groups, um, you know, a real life-giving uh, exercise. Some of us find very difficult to pray on our own, and, and, and then for others, it's the opposite. So the list goes on. There's lots of probably uh, struggles that you and I face simply because of our personality, our, our makeup. But the honest truth is, at a deeper level as well, I think if we are honest, and as a church, we really do want to be honest, we want to have a culture of honesty, there's also more personal and private reasons often why we do actually struggle with prayer. I mean, for example, we were in Matthew 6 last week, and then in Matthew 7, Jesus says these words that become very familiar to us, and they're huge promises. He says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. And some of you here today think, well, Jesus, 
Honestly, I have asked. I have knocked. I have really pleaded with you to do stuff in my life, specific stuff. And honestly, as far as I can tell, you haven't opened doors. And you haven't done what I hoped you would do. Um, The next few verses, Jesus says this, Which of you, if his son or daughter asks for bread, will give him a stone? So if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts? And I was just thinking recently, that was read out actually a few weeks ago. It's a vivid image, isn't it? It's like God saying, I'm a good father. So if you ask me for bread, Tom, I'm going to give you bread. I'm not going to give you a stone. And I just thought, but you know what, Jesus? There's been times in my life where I have begged you for bread. I've begged you for a good, certain, specific thing to happen. And I feel like you have given me a stone. I feel like the circumstances have been, they haven't been bread-like. They've felt very heavy and hard. You know, to be honest with you, he goes, he says, if, if you ask for an egg, I'm not going to give you a scorpion. And there's times where I've thought, do you know what? I feel like that's exactly what's happened. I feel like I've been, the situation that I prayed would be like an egg, or not literally, but would be good and tasty, I guess, has felt really painful. And in a room this size, I bet all of you, if you're honest, would say, yeah, actually, you know, there's a bit of a mystery here, is what I'm trying to invite us into. So there's an honesty, but, but, Jesus yearns to encourage our hearts. He wants us to be honest. It's vital that you're honest with him. You know, if prayer is about talking relationship, if, you, if we are not honest about those things, ultimately we're just being like a Pharisee. We're being hypocritical. We're not being real. He wants honesty. But alongside honesty, he wants us to be hopeful. Amen? He wants us not just to be like, oh, I'm really honest and angry. Yeah, get it out. Lament. But at the same time, we balance it with hope. So, the wonderful Evie Genders is going to come in 10 seconds and read the Lord's Prayer again. Come on up. Let's welcome Evie. Bless you, Evie. You can borrow my mic. 10 seconds. As she reads the Lord's Prayer, I want you to notice something, okay? Jesus is the kindest, wisest, safest, most unshockable person who has ever lived. He knows every pain and every reason why we struggle with prayer. That's why he gave us these specific words, because these specific words are designed to help, like an oil, like a balm, build faith in those of us who struggle at times. He's a father. He's not a manager. Hallelujah. He's hallowed. He's not powerless. You get the point. So let, as Evie reads it, just, just be encouraged and, and see why Jesus gave us these specific words to help a people who struggle at times. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us for our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Thank you, Evie. Wonderful job. Okay, so, welcome guys. Thanks for being here. Hopefully you're near a microphone. Um, 
so first of all, let's just start fairly sort of broadly. And obviously, all of you can't answer all of the various questions we have, because we'll be here till Tuesday if we do that. But um, first of all, what does prayer look like for you? Just a really open-ended question. Maybe, Steve, you could kick us off with that. What does prayer look like for Steve Twiggs? Well, that's a massive question. Um, and, and the first thing that just popped into my mind just now in the worship is that over the years, when I look back, it is a the prayer that has uh, sustained me it's the prayer that's kept me close to God it's yeah. the, 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 the prayer that's helped me and us overcome in situations where you just want to walk the other way um, so yeah that just that just popped into my mind um, but in thinking about I knew you were going to ask me the question in thinking about it um, I would say that for me prayer is a battle and prayer is battle. And why? I think it's because we have an enemy. And he would do anything to stop us having that conversation with God in whatever form it is, whether it's a meeting, whether it's personal, whether it's quiet, whatever it is. Um, there's different things that can, can help us, I think, in, in, in how we're going about praying in the many different types of praying environments. Um, when I was at work, I used to get up at five past six in the morning, have my breakfast, I was on my own, have my breakfast, um, and uh, when we came to lockdown, of course, the King's Home Daily started, and that was a great thing for me, I had to catch up on the day before, um, which you can do, you don't have to watch it at eight o'clock on that particular day, so I would, I would go through that, and that was a wonderful way to start the day in, in, in the Word. Um, Later on, I'd be on my way to, to work in my car for 25 minutes, on my own, in a car, with a stereo, playing right. worship music, as loud as I wanted. I could sing, I could <laughs> praise, I could worship, and I could pray. Yeah. Um, and, and I used the, the Lord's Prayer as a structure mm -hmm. um, within that as well, focusing on God, first of all, and, and going through the Lord's Prayer, and right. then going back to it and, 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 and carrying on. Um, that's great. So, so immediately you're starting to see that prayer looks like it doesn't have to look like one specific thing. It's not just sitting down in a chair, for example. For you, it involves driving in a car, worshipping, and seeing the countryside, and, and actually sort of on the move. Uh, anyone else want to quickly add to that? What does prayer look like for any, anyone else here? When you think prayer in a normal week, what kind of shape does it look? Okay, we're yes. good. Well done. You pressed the on button. Um, so, for me, um, sorry, that came. <laughs> for me, um, I think prayer is about uh, relationship mm -hmm. and and time and, and giving God that that relationship and, and that time. Really, um, there's other aspects that I'll maybe touch on a bit more later when I talk about some kind of barriers and struggles and how I've been able to come overcome those but primarily it's about relationship and if you come to God with just start with the requests rather than coming to him as your father who you want to spend time with then it's trickier you need to start with that place of 
I'm in a relationship with, with God. He's my friend. That's so helpful. Yeah, I think that, that's huge. It, it is relationship. And I think like any relationship, it's a combo, isn't it, of both lots of time, little and often, but also quality time, like specific, dedicated quality time. I think that sounds like that's kind of kind of coming through. All right, let's, let's keep things, um, anyone else want to add anything to the kind of what it looks like for you? Well, let's, let's dive into the sort of um, the vulnerability piece even more. I'm sure none of you ever struggle with prayer. Um, but if you ever have, what, what does that look like for you specifically? Why, why do any of you guys ever struggle with prayer? Maybe, maybe Angela, you could kick us off. Hello. Um, I really struggle with um, big prayer groups, um, big prayer meetings where, um, you know, you, you really want to be bolder um, and you um, want to pray out loud. Um, but I just find it really quite hard for me to break into that silence, um, you know, when it's such a, a, a bigger meeting. Um, and also knowing when, because quite often it, there can be so many really good prayers um, that actually it's the other way around. You, you, you struggle to find the gap and the space to sort of fit your prayer that you think, you know, that you'd want to bring. Yes. Um, so, yes, and... It, it, yeah, it's boldness that I struggle with, really. Okay. Um, and being quite a nervous person as well. I mean, sitting here in front of you lot, I feel very nervous, but I prayed before I came yes, here. Yes, well done. <laughs> well done. Um, that, you know, I would get my words out even. So, um, you know, in, in prayer meetings, it's, it's quite difficult for me to get words out. Yeah. That's a really helpful, and just we honor you for your honesty, Angela. I think uh, for you, it sounds like prayer on your own or in a smaller setting is maybe more natural. Mm, yes. But when, you know, we're quite a big church and prayer meetings are often quite big and noisy and, and all that stuff. So I'm sure many people would actually say that's actually a bit of a chat. I want to be involved, but, but my, you know, I have to kind of really steel myself to, yeah. to do it. The Saturday morning prayer meetings have been really, really good. Um, I really, uh, you know, encourage people to come along because it's such a wonderful time. I mean, even though I find it hard, it's such a wonderful time to everyone be together. Um, there's such a lovely worship and praise and prayer in unity. And there's just something really good about saying your prayers out loud, yes. being together and everyone hearing you and being before God together. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we live in a highly individualistic age, don't we? Me, 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 me. And it's just so not the Bible. The Bible's we, 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 we. So that's such a great, a great encouragement. Thank you. Anyone else want to jump in? Where do you struggle with prayer? Anyone down that end? <laughs> Hello. Um, well, I have a list of things I struggle with with prayer. Um, I'm, I quite like talking. I don't have a problem with the talking part. But um, I think I really struggle with being distracted. I think I used to think praying meant having a quiet time. Um, and I'm not a very quiet person. And I'm not, um, I'm not very good at sitting still. So um, I think trying to sit in one place in my house quietly and praying, um, yeah, I'm kind of set up for failure. I'll start thinking I need to go and do the washing and I need to call someone and I end up you know my mind is completely I'm writing a shopping list you know it's not it's that doesn't help me um so I think distraction is a huge yeah. struggle 
Um, I'll start texting people halfway through, Googling things. <laughs> um, so yeah, the sitting down, that, that thing. Not that Jesus ever said we had to do that, but for some reason we kind of think maybe to be quiet we have to be sitting. Um, and also to be really honest, and I think we've touched on it lots this morning with different things people have shared, um, I think just disappointment. Um, I think it is really hard to, to work out that tension of, as Tom said, you know, when you've prayed for something and it's, you know, your, as far as you can see, your motives are really good. <laughs> you know, there's mm. not some dark, you know, it's not sin. Um, you've really prayed for something. You're cry- you know, those moments really where you're crying out to God from a very dark, real yeah. place of pain. Um, it's not like you're sort of asking for something you want. It's mm-hmm. a real, I need to function type place. Yeah. Um, and when you, f- you feel like there's just kind of a, just silence, yes. um, I think that, to be honest, would be the thing I've found the hardest. Um, mm. Because I'd say probably at my lowest times, um, weirdly, often it's felt like God is very silent. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I'm sure that's true for so many of us, you mm. know. And, and I won't get to the answer to that yet, but well, definitely no, but God has helped me. Let's just sit in that reality, I think. And, and you know, again, praise the Lord. If, you are, if anyone here aspire to read their whole Bible, uh, hopefully all of us do, which means you will be reading David's version of exactly what Josie said again and again. Lord, why do you turn your face away? Why are you asleep? You know, this sense, this feeling that God is silent. Now, we know that he is always good and he is always at work, but having permission to actually be honest about the, uh, the emotional experience is, I find, huge because often we don't, we don't just feel he's not saying much. I then feel bad and ashamed for even having that thought. So, thank you. Well, let, let's move on to some, some, I guess, solutions? That's not the right word. But where have you found help? What's helped you move through some of those places that you get stuck? Yeah, um, I think, for me, just like what JC was saying, distraction has been a massive obs- barrier to me. And yeah. um, we've talked about being in a, in a battle um, I find myself in a battle with this yes. a, a lot of the time, yeah. to be honest. Um, you know, my phone is constantly there in my pocket with the whole world and the internet and right. social media and mm. scrolling, and it's just a, becomes a reflex just to open your phone up. I dread to think how many times I can unlock my phone in a day. And yes. um, that has been a, a barrier. That, and I think we've talked as well about um, struggle and when things are hard. And there's that temptation there to go to that as a, right. a, as a way out, yes. as a checkout, as, a, as like a comfort and an, an escape. Mm. Oh, I'll just scroll mindlessly. And before I know it, 30 minutes, an hour is gone. Or oh, I'll just go straight to Netflix and binge watch the next, the next series and what have you as a, that way out. But, and I think one area where I saw real breakthrough here was just... And I'm not saying I'm all there yet. It is an ongoing battle. Sure, yeah. Um, but when I was going through a, a hard time, I 
kind of made a conscious decision to say, well, what if actually I really press in and give regular, consistent time to seeking his face and to, to making time with him? What's God going to do? What's going what's to happen there? And the way I found that particularly helpful, I mean, I, just like Josie was saying, I'm a very active, easily distracted person. Being intentional, like, for a season, almost every evening, of I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to yes. do that prayer walk, pound the streets around Helsden, um, walk around the block, and actually just give give time to to seeking Him. And it didn't necessarily start with all the like, right? These are the things I want to pray for. Mm. It started with just giving Him my time, right. and then the prayer can kind of flow from that and come from that time and that relationship and just mm. um and, and yeah what I found as I as I did that and as I spent time doing that I just wanted to do it more like mm. I know I, yeah I'm still a work in progress but suddenly like putting Netflix on in the evening is less appealing right I just want to yeah just find I want to spend time time with him and praying to him because it's so good yes. and his presence is so good and I think um yeah prayer Prayer starts with presence. Mm-hmm. I did have a quote. I don't know. Is that okay? Brilliant. If I, yeah. If I share that, um, I'll just yeah. It, it's from a book that I might recommend in a bit, and it says, "Prayer is about presence before it's about anything else. Prayer doesn't begin with outcomes. Prayer is the free choice to be with the Father, to prefer His company. In our desire for certain outcomes, or our confusion of not over not getting certain outcomes." We are tempted to begin there, but we cannot brush past simply being with the Father and arrive at anything close to the sort of prayer Jesus won back for us. Prayer starts with presence. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was really helpful. So helpful. Well, let's keep it flowing. Any other quick kind of tips on how you found some breakthrough in, in your life? I'm, yeah, yeah go for it. Happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just saying help God. Mm. Um, so uh, in just in everything I'm doing, just saying, oh, God, I really need your help in this. So if I'm yeah. at work and I'm about to have a meeting or if I'm um, trying to parent my kids and something's not going so well, just saying, oh, help God in this. And just being like those two words. Um yeah, has been has been radical, and just knowing yes. that I don't have to have like a long prayer to say it's just those two words, inviting him in. Um, yeah, that's been helpful. That's huge. That's huge. It sounds so obvious. I sometimes think of um, like a bar of soap. You know, if you have a bar of soap and you squeeze a bar of soap, there's pressure on the soap. Where does it go? Right? It goes up. Right? And I kind of feel like that. If you take nothing else away, when that pressure's coming, just one word to him up, as it were, converts the whole human experience suddenly into the beginning of a more conscious, divine moment. It's wonderful. That's great. Jenny, whilst you've got the mic, have you got, I don't know, perhaps a story of any kind of uh, prayer celebration moment that, that comes to mind? Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I think the, the main thing I would say that um, prayer means to me and like what he has done for me through prayer has been his peace. Mm. Um, so I've 
got a few times where God has been so kind and given me his peace when I've been praying about specific things. And um, so the first one was, like, the first time it actually happened was when I was a teenager and I was studying. Um, so I knew I wanted to be a doctor and I was working really hard on all my exams and I felt so overwhelmed and so anxious. I was walking home from school and I just asked, oh, God, help. Like those two words, oh, God, help. And he just filled me with his peace, like mm. his peace that transcends all understanding and just knowing that he's with me um, and he wants to like partner with us in everything that we're doing. And, and I have really known that like um, as I've kind of gone and uh, gone into the workplace um, and becoming a parent, just knowing his peace. Uh, I was going to talk about um, like for one of the times that I've prayed the most has been as a parent in the middle of the night. So you know when you're holding your baby or um, you're lying on the floor with your arms through the cot bars. Has anyone else been there? Like stroking <laughs> their head. Together. And that being such an amazing time of prayer where I can pray over my kids or pray for situations, things that, going, that are going on. Um, sometimes they are really simple prayers like, Lord God, please let my child sleep. Uh, he had, didn't answer that one. <laughs> my kids did not sleep. Um, but actually, I'm really thankful because I had real breakthrough in prayer in those nights, um, just praying over them. And I'm so thankful for that time. Um, and it meant he was, he was with me in those moments of, of parenting and then kind of going into my days. I've just covered them in prayer and covered situations in prayer. So yeah, Thank you. that answers it. Yeah, so I have a story about prayer as well. That's actually been a huge part of my testimony. Um, so about two or three years ago now, I think it was three years, I started to have like really bad back pain every single day and it wouldn't go away no matter what I did. And my mental health got really bad at that point, so I just like completely blocked God off from my life. I said I felt so betrayed by him. I didn't want anything to do with him because he was allowing me to have all this back pain. Um, so it continued and continued and it, it wouldn't stop. So eventually the doctors sent us to the hospital and I did an MRI. This was about after six months of back pain. So I, I was just like, I didn't know what was going on. And after my MRI, they actually said, oh, you know what? You need to lie down and not get up because there's a high chance you could get paralyzed and you need to just stop, stop everything. So I was in hospital for about 10 days and um, on, the, on the day I found out that like, I could get paralyzed and it was that serious, I just remember sobbing in the hospital and crying out to God and being like, where are you? What are you doing? I need you right now. And like, he was my only hope of getting out of that situation. And he actually gave me a verse in that moment when I was feeling like so broken. He said, it's, I think it's from Two Kings. He said, I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you. And that was like, that's, that's just been a huge part of my story. And I thought in that moment it was going to be an immediate healing. And I was like, yes, this is amazing. But that it, it actually took a lot of medicine, a lot of um, uh, physio, and it took six months to fully heal me. And so we kept praying. We kept persevering in prayer. And after six months, we went back to the doctors. and I did another MRI. And they said, you're totally healed. You can do whatever you want. There's, there's nothing left there. Wow. I love that.
And I love the honesty of your testimony. It wasn't just an overtly supernatural thing. God was healing, but he was using doctors. He was using medicine. He was using physio, which is all wonderful part of his grace towards us. Well, we're almost out of time. Angela, jump. Of course, yeah. Say to encourage anyone who's praying for someone that hasn't become a Christian yet and they've just been praying and praying and praying for years and years and years and years. My dad became a Christian when he was 80 um, and he's had so much prayer throughout his life. When we used to go, when we used to, go to my mum and dad's um, to visit, there used to be an atmosphere. If you brought up God, it was just terrible. You just couldn't talk about it. Um, but um, he became a Christian um, when he was 80 um, and it was such so joyful. And he would go to church with my mum, and, and the change the family was just so amazing. Um, he did die two years later, but the difference between him, you know, being dying after he was a Christian and before, was, I just thank God so much for that. Hallelujah! Can we just thank the Lord even for that? Well, guys, you have served us so well. We could go on for hours, but I'm, I'm aware of, of uh, all the different dynamics of this morning. So thank you so much. Um, have, have any of you got a burning top tip that in five or ten seconds you could share about prayer just to send us on our way? Top tips. I, I think something just related to the distraction. Um, I, I think for me, similar to Dan, I now I just walk. If I've said I'm going to pray for something for someone or I know I need to pray, or I want to pray for my family. Um, I kind of write a list or mental list, and I, I walk. Sometimes, guys, I pretend to be on my phone because then I don't look quite so crazy if there are people around. But if I'm just in the woods, I can be noisy. I like it. Um, but mm-hmm. I walk and pray, and actually often I feel like um, God often then really leads my prayer in terms of seeing nature around me. I feel a sense of God's presence, much more than I do personally sitting on my bed when I'm thinking about all the jobs I need to do. Um, But also a tip, I would say, something I've really learned and I love now is when I'm doing that, um, I really experience rabbit trails where certain people will just pop into my head. I'm praying for somebody, but someone else will pop into my head and it really feels like those moments where you're kind of in step with the spirit and it's like the Holy Spirit is popping that Mm. person into your head. And rather than it being a distraction and I need to get my phone out and text them or whatever, it's, it's actually, I can really pray for that person and I can message them later and say, Oh, I really prayed for you today. And it might be, I haven't seen that person for months or don't know what's going on with them. Um, Or it might be something for my family, just one of my kids or um, my mom pops into my head and I just, so I feel like with rabbit trails, yeah. sometimes um, they're actually prophetic and it's the Spirit speaking to us and it can feel like, oh, I didn't mean to mm. pray about that. But actually it's the Holy Spirit really using those times that we set aside for Him. Yeah. Steve, did you want to look yeah. like you are ready? Uh, don't dismiss the little whisper prayer. Yeah. Um, one of the best prayers is help. Help yes. me. Yes. Help me through this. Speak to me. Hear my voice. I need you. Wonderful. I think that's a great place to land today. And uh, we're going to very, very much finally finish with just a quick, anyone got a book recommendation? I would say, first of all, this book that's come up loads, A Praying Life. Has anyone here read this? Put your hand up. Lots of you. This is, for me, by far the most 
exciting, inviting book into prayer. He makes it, he just has it, Paul Miller seems to be able to get into your head and help you realize why you don't. And just boom, 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 in the most joyful, fun, fatherly way, releases the joy of prayer. He says, for example, we, get, we beat ourselves up. When, when, we, when we come to prayer, we think, oh, I should pray in, like, with my linear progression of prayer things. You don't have a conversation with like that, someone like that, do you? He said, the more you're friends with someone, the more, if you actually think about it, your conversation goes everywhere because you interrupt each other. And you go, oh, that reminds me of last week. And you do this. And he said, so just relax. Just relax. When you're praying to God, if you get distracted, it's because actually he is speaking back to you, and it won't be this neat thing, but it's not a neat thing when you have a really good friendship with someone. It's actually all over the place, which is a mark of the depth of friendship. So the book is filled with golden wisdom. Anyone else got any book recommendations? It's in the bookshop too. Um, Yeah, I recently uh, read this book, which is called Praying Like Monks, Living Like Fools by uh, a guy called Tyler Stason. The, the subheading is An Invitation to the Wonder and Mystery of Prayer. And it's just really uh, real, really down-to-earth, lots of practical wisdom and advice, lots of stories, um, and it's, it's excellent. It covers all sorts of things. In particular, the chapter in there um, called Ask, Seek, Knock, which is really touching on what you spoke about at the beginning, about those unanswered prayers when God's kind of it seems like, where is God? It's really um, raw, really real, Brilliant. and really helpful. So, Brilliant. Yeah, I would really recommend that. Anyone else? Yeah, just quickly, I just wanted to recommend just Pete Gregg, who is the founder of the 24-7 prayer movement, has written so many different books on prayer now, which are incredibly practical, particularly is his uh, how to Pray book, which is also like a video series, and there's a website, you know, just so helpful in terms of all the different types of prayer that are available. Um, but this one particularly, just in reference to what I said earlier about those times when you feel like you're praying and God is silent, this book helped me so much. So he wrote a book called God on Mute, and it's kind of, a lot of it is about his own experience when his wife had a brain hemorrhage, he had two babies to look after, and he just had no idea whether she was going to live or die and crying out to God. Mm. Just his really honest experience and him turning, as Tom said, to the Psalms, and just you have to stand on that truth of who you know God is and what he's done before and characters in the Bible and how um, even if he's silent for a season... Actually, um, it doesn't mean he's always going to be silent. He's going to come through, and we can rely on that truth of who he has been in the past and who he will be. Great. Anyone else? Burning recommendations? Great. Well, can we thank these guys for serving us this morning? (laughs) Kids, well done. You're amazing. You've been uh, coloring and doing stuff very quietly. It's been fantastic. Josie, could you just pray for us? And then uh, Emily and Ben are going to le- help, help us to respond before we finish today. Okay. Yeah, Lord Jesus, we, um, God, we just want to thank you that you, you just love us so much. You yes. designed us. You know mm. our weakness. God, you know our frame. Mm. Um, and God, you want us to be in relationship with you, God. And uh, Lord, I just, I just thank you that we're all different. I yes. thank you we all struggle with different things. 
Um, and God, you, you give us this way of interacting with you and building relationship with you. And we, yeah, we just pray that you'd help us grow from just each other's experience, help us to be honest with one another about this. And God, we just pray yeah, that we grow in trust. Um, we grow in trust through reading your word, through listening to each other's stories. We would spur each other on um, to grow in prayer with one another. Yeah, we thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay, Ben, Emily, could you help us respond to what we've heard? Yeah, so we're just going to take uh, a moment, really, to uh, respond to the things that God has been saying to us. I don't know uh, about you, but sometimes I'll be sitting in, uh, in a preach or in, in the meeting, and I'll go, yes, I need to go and do that, or that really spoke to me, or, um, I, I, yeah, there's just something about it that, um, that God wanted to impress on me. But sometimes we can go away and go, yes, I want to do that, and then life happens, and next thing I'm doing this, and I've completely forgotten about uh, what God had been saying to me. So we just want to take a moment, really, with all of us as the family of God. So from uh, King's Kids to Radiate to um, the very oldest amongst us, we want to take an opportunity as a church to pray together and to uh, bring these things that we might feel God has been saying to us uh, before him. So we've got a, uh, a little pack, which I think um, Emily has got an example of there. Um, and uh, there should be, just, they should just be dotted uh, amongst uh, the seats. Um, Emily, do you want to just explain what's, what's in these? Yeah, so um, we're going to do this in three parts. So you have three different things in the envelopes. Um, we have a few more spare here if you don't have any. Um, and we're going to take you through it step by step, starting by um, just coming before the Father um, on our own just us and God, and then moving to doing things together. We're going to get you to maybe move around and talk to people a little bit, but just um, to, yeah, to just try some things um, creatively in prayer, which King's Kids, we do very regularly in Generate, so you guys should be great at um, doing these things. So if we want to stand together, we're going to pray. Um, and the first thing we're going to do is we've got a little card in here, and it just says an invitation to draw near. What has been shared today, uh, you know, we, we can be in totally different places to one another. There are some people here who are going, yeah, we're going to pray, we're raring to go. And there are some people here who are going, I can't think of anything less I want to do right now. Uh, what this represents is an invitation from God. God is inviting us to draw near to him. I don't know what it's like when you get an invitation, but it almost, uh, when, when maybe you've got an invitation to a wedding or kids, you might get an invitation to a party. When you see an invitation, it's almost that feeling of acceptance. This person wants to know me. This person wants me at this event. And God has given us an invitation to draw close to him, to pray to him. So we're going to, some music's just going to come on, and we just want you to spend this moment uh, pouring out your heart to God. On this card, it says uh, a verse from James 4, verse 8. It says, come near to God, and he will come near to you. And it says, it's easy to forget that God loves it when we come to him in prayer. He loves when we choose to bring our worries, cares, and burdens to him, even if we've done it a thousand times. Treat this card as a fresh invite to cast your cares on the Father. Write down what's on your heart 
And then uh, kids, have we got a post box hanging around somewhere? So we've got a post box somewhere at the front. Kids, if you want to come after you've written your thing and just post it in the post box at the front, that is your way of saying, God, I'm sending this to you. But uh, just feel free to take this time. Maybe you want to, if you're uh, here with someone, you can take the opportunity to pray together. Or if you want to get into groups and pray, we're going to use this as an opportunity to draw near to God with what's on our hearts. Okay? So let's, let's take the opportunity to do that together. Yeah, Father God, we thank you that there is an invitation to draw near to you. There is an opportunity to draw near to you. And as we do that, you promise that you will draw near to us. Lord, we just, as we write down these things on these pieces of paper or pray about these things, we just say that we believe you're a God that cares. We believe that you're a God that, that wants to know our troubles, wants to know our worries, Wants, wants to know what's on our hearts as we pour it out to you. And we, we thank you that you're a God that listens, even when perhaps we feel like, you know, you might not, be, might not be listening. You are, Lord. That's the truth. So we just stand on that today, and we bring these things to you, and we say thank you, and we say yes and amen to these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so the next um, item we're going to use in your pack is a plaster. It was amazing to hear um, Ella's story this morning of how God spoke to her in that moment of um, sadness and pain and despair. And God said to her, I will heal you. And he kept his promise. 
and he did heal her. It wasn't an instant thing. It was, she said it was six months um, before she was healed. Sometimes God heals us straight away. Sometimes it takes a long time of, of perseverance, of keeping coming before him, keeping asking for that, um, that healing. And sometimes that's in the middle of that is disappointment, sadness, questions. Why does that happen? So we're going to spend some time um, with your plaster. If you write down on the plaster, if you need healing yourself, you can write that thing on there. If you know somebody who is going through something at the moment and they need healing, write it on the plaster. And then I'm going to get you to pray with those around you. Angela said that she finds that quite a difficult thing to do. But what's amazing when we pray together as the family of God, all ages together, is that we are standing together united. We're agreeing. We're standing with each other. And it's, it builds faith. It builds um, uh, encouragement. It helps us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus when we stand together. So um, if you take your plaster and if you feel able, share it with the person. You don't have to share it, but if you feel able, they can pray for you. And we're just expecting for God to do something, to move, to bring healing, to maybe even just heal that disappointment that might be in your heart from not already being healed. Um, and then take the plaster with you and keep praying or thank God for the healing that you see. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you that you are a healing God. We thank you that we can call on your name and miracles happen. So right now across this room, we just say in the name of Jesus, would pain go? Would sickness go? Would disease go in Jesus' name? We just speak the blood of Jesus, the authority of Jesus over every hurt, every pain, every little niggling thing that might be... Uh, not part of your plan or not giving you glory, Lord. We just say in Jesus' name right now, would your healing oil be poured out upon us? And we pray, Holy Spirit, would you come and fill us again from our head to our toes? Would you come with healing oil, with anointing oil, with a fresh uh, sense of the oil of gladness, Lord? Would it be poured out upon us in Jesus' name? We just pray for stories from today. Right now, I just pray those that are beginning, you're starting to feel something. We just say more, Lord, in Jesus' name. I pray that next week there would be testimony after testimony of your goodness being poured out. We pray uh, for stories with our friends, with our families of this situation changed. This happened because of that prayer that was prayed this Sunday. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Brilliant. So the last thing we're going to do is you should all have a little person in your envelopes. Now, we have lots of friends and family. Amongst this room, there must be thousands of people that we're in contact with, and a lot of them just don't know Jesus. We've all been commissioned. In Matthew 28, it says, um, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. We know that there is a harvest out there. It's right on our doorstep. It's within our families. It's within our workplaces. There are so many people, so many people we go to school with as well who don't know, have never even heard the name Jesus spoken, um, spoken about a man who is so loving, so caring and welcoming us. His arms are open to us. When we turn away from our old life and we say yes to him, we're welcomed into his family. And isn't that the most important thing that we see our friends and family uh, celebrating with us in glory, just calling on his name, bringing um, worship to him, celebrating with those that we know 
um, and love because we've shared the good news with him. It's amazing what Angela said about her dad, praying for him for years and years and years. And when he was 80, he gave his life to Christ. And so there are so many people that we can probably think of right now who don't know Jesus. But I want you to put one person in your mind. It might be, um, it might be a brother or a sister. It might be a, a mom or dad, a friend, a colleague, uh, someone at school that we know. Someone who doesn't know Jesus. Bring that person to your mind. And we're going to call uh, on the Lord to bring them to salvation, that we will be uh, celebrating with them. We have faith that he loves them, that he, he wants them as part of his family. So we're going to um, yeah, call out to God for that person. Yeah, so if you want to take your, um, uh, your person that you have and uh, stand with us together, what we're going to do is we're, we're going to uh, just verbally cry out to God for him to come uh, in great power in Norwich with our friends, with our family, and save them. It's so easy to forget that uh, God is in the business of saving people. It's what he wants to do. And I just felt God would want to say to us this morning, let's have courage, let's have faith, let's have expectation that God wants to save people. And he doesn't just want to save people, he wants to use us to do that. When, that ex when we get that expectation, when we're walking each day knowing, no, God wants to use me to do this, that is when we see things changing. So let's stand together and uh, just we're going to take that opportunity. If you've got your person, just hold on to it and say in faith that God would move in great power. And we're going to pray out to him. So let's pray together. Yeah, Lord, we just pray would you come in great power in this nation. Would you come and uh, meet with these people that we want to see saved to Yeah, Jesus, uh, we thank you that you know these people by name. We thank you that you love them. We thank you that you went to the cross for them, just as you went to the cross for us. And thank you, God, that there is no person who is too far gone for you. There is nobody who... Um, you cannot be reached by your love. And I pray, Father, for all these people that we have declared um, to be saved by you. I pray, Lord, that in faith we would stand knowing that they will one day be in glory. Lord, I pray that you would, um, you would be uh, bringing their minds to you right now. I pray that their hearts would be softened. I pray bring questions to their mind. I pray anyone who once went to Sunday school as a child, those things would come back into their minds right now, Lord. I pray that you would um, do a mighty work, a amongst this nation. We pray for revival. We pray for this church to be bursting from the seams because of the many people that you have saved. Lord, we know that you can do it. We trust that you can do it. And we bring every single person today to you and say, Lord, save them. Bring them to repentance and bring them into a life with you, Jesus. Amen.